Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to a message from New King Church. We're a church located in South Burlington, Vermont, and our prayer is that this resource would help you find and follow Jesus. If you want to know more about our church and the ministries we have, check us out at newkingchurch.com. How are you? How are you? Do y'all say that in you? Do y'all? First of all, let me back up. Do you y'all say do y'all say y'all? Yeah, you don't say y'all. Okay. Let me back up and say hello, everyone. Anyway, hey, my first time in Vermont. Really like what I see. I've enjoyed meeting people too. Oh. I was late getting here. I was stranded uh, in the airport. Uh, Chicago's a nice place. Chicago O'Hare, not so nice. Was there for several, many, many hours, over 24 hours. So didn't really get to come up here as early as we'd wanted. My, my son got to come a little earlier than me. But uh, what I did get to do is meet some really amazing people in the airport, just sitting around those seats. Nobody ever talks to each other in those like. Oh, yeah, now if you're there for hours and hours, you, you just start talking. But these folks were not like just anybody. They just started talking. I thought, do y'all know each other already? No, we're all from Vermont, and this is what we do. It was great. And I, said, and I told them, I said, if, you represent, if you're representing the Vermont I'm about to go to, I'm looking forward to going. And I got to tell you, they did you well. Because you have come across as very friendly, very warm and welcoming, even to some guy from Alabama. Thank you. Of course, you've got a few others from Alabama and Georgia and other places. So, but it just means a lot to be here. We loved our time here yesterday with the, with the conference. Uh, we hope that maybe you'll let us come back sometime because we really, really have enjoyed the time here. Uh, our ministry is called Next Level Worship International. Uh, it is pretty international. <laughs> uh, we travel a lot, but it's not just really about us. We have a whole team of people in different countries that work, uh, and we work in... I think last count was 20 countries in some capacity or the other. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's what we do. But we love providing resources for churches. Uh, we love, you know, hopefully being a resource as, as we can be. Uh, and we just love commu- community, community and communing with each other, you know, and just like we love to meet people and know people's names. That's important to us because everyone matters. Not some guy on a platform that has a mic that's special. No, no, no. Not about that. God made us because he loves each one of us and has a purpose for each one of us. So I want you to hear me say today, some guy from somewhere in the world that just wants to come and bring a very simple message to all of us. Whether you're first time to be here or many times, God loves you. And he made you. And today we want to talk about how we can communicate with this God. Oh, that ought to get your attention. Like, really? I get to do that? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you know those stars above us that I'm sure are beautiful? Are the mountains that they tell me about I've yet to actually see? I'll, not, I'll get to do that this afternoon. Smug, smugglers Notch. Oh, they I haven't seen it. They keep telling me. You know who made all that? Now, I know there's some cool stuff that's been added in the, in the form of resorts since then. But God made that. We got to walk down to the lake last night in, in downtown Burlington. And, and God made that. Now, let's t- spend a few moments about how to talk to that God. Wouldn't that be cool? 
Now, some of you have been doing that for, for several weeks now, going through this book. Y'all, I just thumbed through this and read a little bit this morning, and wow. I hope you had a chance to do this. I think there's a, maybe a couple extra copies back there. This is good stuff. And this wraps up, I understand, your 21 days of fasting and prayer. So I want to talk. Uh, I didn't even know that. I just didn't know. But uh, we want to talk today again about prayer. I was sitting in my quiet time, uh, what I mean by that, that's just a term we use in the Christian world, just to mean a time of being alone in the Word of God, like the Bible, reading it and meditating on it and praying. And I was in Louisville, Kentucky when we lived there. Now, we moved back to Alabama. We were serving in a church there. Then we went full-time with Next Level Worship. So we, we went back to Alabama where we're home, our home is our original home, and then Stephen and Justin, our younger, stayed in Louisville. So, but, but for a while, about four years, we were in Louisville. So I was sitting in my living room in Louisville, Kentucky, going through the book of Matthew. I love to journal through books of the Bible, and I was in the book of Matthew, and I'd come, at that morning, I'd come to chapter 6, right in the middle of chapter 6, uh, and it came to the Lord's Prayer. You familiar with the Lord's Prayer? The model prayer it's called sometimes? Okay. Can, you, you know that? Can we try saying that together? I think if we just, talk, just hit it cold. Are you ready? No, no warning and you can't look. Okay, you've got to just say it. Okay, ready? Our Father who... Okay, that was impressive. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. You didn't just learn that last week, did you? I know. You must be like me. I learned that when I was a child. Been saying that for many years now. So when I come to this chapter, I, I, here I am sitting in my living room there, and I'm, 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 I come to this passage. I mean, I was going to skip it. I already know it. Like, why, why am I going to get out of that? I've been saying it forever, you know, so I was going to skip it. Have you ever been guilty of doing that or thinking that? Uh, you know, for me, I'll just tell you, for me, I, it's spiritual arrogance, really, to assume that I already know everything there is to know about that. Oh, I got that. So I was just going to move on, and I'm so grateful for this little voice in my heart that spoke to me, and, and I believe he said, don't skip this today. I have something for you today. I want you to see something. So I went back and read it again, and I, I read it again, and just wasn't seeing anything different. It said the same thing it's always said. So I wasn't seeing it until I backed up just a few words prior to the actual prayer. Do you remember what Jesus said right before praying it? I'll tell you, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, if you want to look it up. What did he say right before he started praying? The actual prayer. Do you remember? Does you, do you see it there in your, Matthew 6, 9? Anybody got it? What does it say in yours? Yeah, in this manner, I learned it in King James, pray ye. I still like that a lot. I like that. Um, okay, so in this manner, pray ye. I'd seen before. What I'd not noticed is the way the particular translation I was reading that morning in Kentucky. I'd never seen it like that before. So in the ESV... It says, for example, this is a different 
take on it. It means the same thing, just a little different wording. It says, Jesus said, pray then like this. And then he launched into the prayer. Well, I'd, I'd never thought of it like that before. I've heard, pray like this. Hmm. So as I sat there meditating on that in, in my quiet time that morning, it reminded me of something my mother used to say. My mother was a baker. She uh, had a bake shop uh, in our backyard, actually. And uh, she was very popular, although we lived out in the rural area of Alabama, which doesn't take long to get to the rural area of Alabama, but that's another story. But although it was out in the rural area of Alabama, people came from far away to, to buy her cakes. It was amazing. They would come for hours driving. She was very popular. And so at Christmas time, she became so busy and overwhelmed with orders, she would ask me to help her bake cakes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm trying to explain to her, Mother, I am 12. You don't really want me to do that. She said, no, no, it's okay. You can do it. She said, just do it like this. Hmm. And then she would get a recipe out, and I would follow the recipe. And I, I got to tell you, my cakes turned out pretty good. I just followed the recipe. I couldn't do it exactly as my mother did. I mean, I, <laughs> no, couldn't do that. Because she didn't even use she didn't, she, she didn't even use measuring cups and stuff. She just knew what to do. A little pinch of this, a little pinch of that, and it always tasted perfect. So she wasn't, she wasn't suggesting or asking me to do exactly. She just gave me a recipe to follow. And I think about that in the Bible with the, the, the quote, Lord's Prayer. I, I mean, other than Luke chapter 11, I don't see that anywhere else in the Bible, that prayer. I'm not saying it wasn't ever prayed. We just don't have it written down that it was. For example, Paul. I mean, Paul prayed and wrote out some beautiful prayers in his letters, but they didn't say those words. Interesting. So as I began to think about it, I thought, well, if, you know, he apparently didn't mean pray only this, but he said pray like this. So as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking, well, maybe... Similar to what my mom would share with me, maybe there was a recipe there to follow. There is a recipe there. So I began to look at it with different eyes, you see. Meditating on maybe another way to look at this this, um, prayer. It has changed my life. Now, you would expect some guy from Alabama to come up here and say that, right? Overdramatic, right? I'm not trying to be melodramatic. I'm telling you. It has changed my prayer life, which therefore has changed my life because it just filters down. I just came back from um, six weeks in Africa. I love Africa, but six weeks is a bit ridiculous. That's a long time to be gone anywhere. You know, we're we're just going from place to place, training leaders. We trained close to uh, 3,000 leaders on that trip, I think. And, you know, we've trained about 25,000 so far. We just go from place to place just training people. And our team is out there training even more. we got people all over the place. And it just keeps spreading. It's like, I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't pray, learned to pray like that. All that was a setup as an appetizer to tease her, to ask you, would you like me to share with you the recipe? All right. Let me jump in with that then. So the first thing that I noticed in this prayer is right here. It says, our Father in heaven. Well, that's a good place to start. 
Have you ever been guilty, like I have been, of rushing into God's presence? And just saying, Lord, I got a problem. I got an issue here. I need some help. And there's nothing wrong with that. God's not offended by that. Thank God that he listens. Amen. So it's not wrong to do that. But here's what is an issue. Is we rush into the presence of a God like that and we don't realize who we're praying to. That's an issue. We need to start with he. We need to start with him. Focusing on him. Rather than ourselves. Rather than our problems. Rather than our issues. Let's start with the one that matters the most. Our father and not just any father in heaven. Now, he's not literally only in heaven. He's everywhere, I know. But he's seated on a throne that's high and lifted up above us. It's high and lifted up above us. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We don't even get it. And that's where we start with you. And it it is a relationship. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, his son that he sent to die on a cross took our place. That's how it worked, right? And, and he took our place so that we didn't have to die like that. Now, we can be forgiven and have eternal life because Jesus, his son, God's son, took our place. Now, when we trust him as our Savior and put our faith and trust in that Jesus that took our place, it's like he took literally our place so we don't have to pay the penalty of sin. <laughs> we get to join the family, but it wasn't for free. It cost Jesus' life. And now we're a part of the family, and we get to call him our father. This, this thing floating around that, oh, we're all God's children, that, 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 is, that is devilishly wrong. It's scary. You're his, you're his child if you've trusted his son. And if we reject his son, he'll say to you, I never knew you. Depart from me. So we get to call him father because we put our trust in his son. Hmm. Now, don't ever take for granted this. I have. I've just thrown it around. Our Father, Father, Father. And before the New Testament, before this moment, when Jesus prayed this prayer, as far as we know, at least, scripturally, it had never, no one had ever directly said to him, Our Father, not written down in Scripture until that moment. How about that? That's a paradigm shift that comes with a relationship that Jesus is introducing that you can have a relationship through me to get to the Father. Now we can call him our Father. Powerful stuff. And uh, there's some stuff that that during this he part of the prayer, this first ingredient that that comes along with it, praise, hallowed be your name. That, I, that, that name that represents all that he is, it, all his attributes, it just sums it up. But isn't it, isn't it amazing how we can, can be creative in our praise? Go read Psalms. Psalms are very creative in his praise. You need some things to say. You don't have to only, you're not stuck on how it will be your name the rest of your life. That's a great thing to say. But we can be creative. As much as I like chocolate cake, I, want, I like other flavors too. Come on, we can get a little creative here in our praise. Fill in the blank. Well, how does God, dis- what, how would you describe him when you think of God? God is, fill in the blank. Holy. Come on, say some more. God is. Say some more. God is. Keep it going. God is. See, in it all just get louder and louder and louder. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
It ought to be like obnoxious to the devil stuff. Because he's all these awesome things. And we need to start our prayer with praise. But not only praise. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Do you understand that? Do you get that? I mean, I wrote a, whole, I wrote a book. It's, it's back on the table. I think we were down to one copy. But we sold a bunch yesterday, which is good. But I wrote, a, I wrote a book about this stuff. And I still don't get it all. The kingdom is a big idea. The will of God. Do you understand his will? I don't. I don't get it all. But it's, it's okay that we don't get it all, I think. Because here, although I don't understand everything about the kingdom, I don't understand everything about his will, I can tell you what it is not. I don't know what it is all the time, but I can tell you what it is not. It is not your will. It's not my kingdom. So we, we should start our prayer with praise, yeah. Also surrender. About your will, Lord. You don't have to explain it all to me. You ever been that way? Lord, if you'll explain to me what you want me to do and why, I might go along with it. Doesn't work that way. Whatever it is today, Lord, I mean, get up in the morning. If you're physically able, kneel. You, you know, but your body doesn't like it. It'll get mad at you, but no, it's okay. It's not about that flesh of yours. Die to that. So I surrender to you, Lord, whatever it is today. He... Praise Him. Surrender to Him. Can you, you don't have to do this. I'm just a very visual guy because I want to remember things. And so I'm literally in my quiet time. There's nobody else around. And I'm just trying this out. So I'm thinking, he, he, so I put my hands up. Now, you don't have to do that. But it is a way to remember. So you could do this. Say, He. That was an <clears throat> invitation. You don't have to do it. <laughs> but it would be good if you did. Okay. Yeah, He. Okay, but, but it will stop there. So we don't stop there. We don't just stop with he. The next ingredient. Now, if you're ready now, are you ready? Mm, not sure. You, you got to get the he part. You may have to hang out there a while. For me, it's five minutes or five hours. I don't know. Whatever I need, I got to get there before I'm ready for the next ingredient. But if you're ready, let's go there. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What has happened? Because the first part we just read, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be your, your, your. And then now suddenly we're talking about our? What's Whoa, what happened? Different ingredient. Mm-hmm. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who... You know, our debtors. Lead us. I mean, us, 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 right? It's, it's clearly different. Don't ever, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't pray for yourself. Yes, you can, and you, and you should. Jesus did it in the model prayer. He didn't want you to carry your burdens around. Why do we do that, huh? Why do we carry this stuff around? He's willing to give us our provisions, give us this day our daily bread. I like daily bread. Okay, I prefer, I wish it said, give us this day, our daily steak. That would be nice. It doesn't say that. It doesn't promise he'll give us everything we want, but he will give us what we need. He's our father. Don't forget the first part of the prayer. 
We're not praying to just anybody. We're not praying to some cold, aloof, doesn't care God. This is our Father. Mm. We can pray, give us a stare, daily bread. Oh, not only provisions, but pardon. There may be someone in this room that has some guilt going on deep inside for something you did yesterday or, or years ago. I don't know. You don't have to carry that anymore. Jesus paid the price for that. You can let that go because he's already done it. If you've confessed it, I love that. That's an emphasis in this book. The very first day of this book emphasizes confession. Well, yeah. But don't just confess it and think, oh, gee, I hope he, oh, he did forgive you. Leave it at the, the cross. That's what we get to do. We're, we're children of God. So we get to bring our burdens to Him. So, so, so here we go. Let's try it. So He. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Now wrap your arms around yourself and say, We. Mm. Feels good, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. I, I like it. I'm warm now inside. And God wants you to feel it. He wants you to be at peace. He wants you to have joy. He wants you. Notice it says us in that part. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't say me. It says us. Why? I think it's because, well, I don't know the reasons. I mean, different theologians have different theories on that. So I don't know. But mine is a very simple, common sense answer. Maybe he said us because there were disciples standing around him that he was praying with that day. And they were his friends. Some of his dearest friends he spent the most time with. Who do you worry about at night? Hmm? What keeps you up at night? It's not just you, is it? You don't literally only pray for yourself. No, you pray for those in your family, don't you? How many people got teenagers in your home? Or maybe grandkids that are teenagers. Mm-hmm. Did anybody have to tell you to pray for them? You pray for them, don't you? You don't have to wait for the preacher to tell you to pray for them. You're just going to do it. Because you're concerned for them. That's a part of your us. We can bring that, those burdens to the Lord. He loves you. First Peter chapter 5 or 7 says we can cast all that stuff we try to carry around every day. We just carry it around. He says, no, you don't have to do that. In the we portion of the prayer, we can lay it down. Cast your care on him, for he cares for you. So here we go. We're here. Oh, and it's feeling good. This is feeling good. I like this. Frankly, I need this. But I'm sitting in my quiet time, in that, in that moment there, right? And I'm doing, I'm li- you think I'm kidding. I'm literally doing this. This is how I am. I, just, I'm, I guess it's good that people aren't around because they probably look really weird. But, uh, but nobody was around. I was just trying to get this stuff. I was like, okay. And then I thought, well, am I going to stay here? This will get weird. Can you imagine getting off the couch and just walking around like this? <laughs> Annabella, I walk you up to you and say, how are you doing today? And you laugh. That's exactly what people do. <laughs> I know I look funny, but would you just please answer me anyway? How are you doing? I'm doing well, 
Obviously, I'm doing well. No, I don't have, no, I have no room for that. I don't have any room for you. I love you, but I'm not going to really ask you how you're doing. You know why? Because I'm too busy right here. So this doesn't really work in life. This doesn't work in the Christian life. Now, maybe it works in some people's lives. But you can't walk around like this all the time, not in reality if you're going to be a Christian. Hmm? Now, now, now. I don't know. You know there's some, some discussion and, and debate about the, the manuscripts and whether or not Jesus said that last part. But as I'm sitting in my quiet time reading, I'm going, there is another part here, and I hope so because I don't think I'm done yet. I don't, this doesn't feel finished to me. So then I look at the last part of that prayer, and it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Oh, that just that blew me out of the water. It just, I can't be here now it, because his kingdom's a lot bigger than me. His kingdom is a lot bigger than we. It's a lot bigger than you're us. I love that about this book. You guys are praying beyond yourselves in this. And you get to week, week three. Wow. And as I'm sitting there looking at this this morning, in that morning, I'm, 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 I'm literally sitting here thinking, what, where do I go from here, Lord? Well, show me, please. Yours is the kingdom. And I thought about those friends of mine, those people that we pray for and we're concerned for in Africa. Well, that's bigger than us. That's way over there. I think about people I don't even know in Ukraine that are going through all kinds of stuff we can't imagine. I mean, I started thinking about other churches in our neighborhood. It's not just our church. I started thinking about all this and going, it's just not going to be able to stay here. And then here's what it led me to. They. I mean, it conveniently rhymes. He, we, they. Boom. It, it, it's just, it's, that's, I think, it's the idea. There's a bigger picture here. And so I don't know whether Jesus said those last words. I don't know. But I do know that he lived them. Mm. When he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he, remember what he said? He said, Father, if there be any way, let this cup pass from who? Right here. Who could blame him for being here? I mean, he was about to, he was facing the most excruciating death imaginable. Not only that, he was about to take on the sins of the world. <sighs> yeah. If there be any way. But then, I, I don't know, I can't help but think that maybe he hearkened the thought back to the prayer. Because he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You see? You see? You don't just wake up one day and start doing that. I mean, you, you know, there's a start for everything, but you, but you, you build into your life a, a habit of every day dying to yourself. Paul said, I die daily. You do that, the, those big decisions won't seem so big. You guys at some point decided to come all the way here to Vermont. That's a big decision, but it wasn't because you suddenly made one decision. I bet you made some, small, some maybe smaller I surrender moments before that. That's how it works. That's just how it works. Just that or every day, <laughs> I surrender. People go, how do you do that big stuff? It's not big. It's just daily surrender. And he said, you know, he says not, let it pass. Okay. 
let it pass, but nevertheless, your will be done. I think he just, that's just what he did every day. He said, I always do what pleases the Father. It's not the first time. And so he gets up off his knees and he walks out of that garden. And he allows them to arrest him. He allows them to put him on trial, to beat him, to spit on him. He allows them to put a cross on his back and march him up a hill called Calvary. He allows them to stretch him out on that cross and put nails in his wrists and in his feet. And he allows them to drop him in a hole that they dug and his flesh ripped. And as he looked down on the very people that had done that to him, he wasn't here anymore. He'd blown past this. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. This is where we live our lives, right here. Not here. We go here. We got burdens to lay down, but here's what we get to do. For years, I thought it was a contradiction. It is not. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast your care on him. Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another's burdens. Now I can come to you and ask you how you're doing, and I actually really care. I can pick up a burden. It's not that big, not compared to Jesus, but I can help you carry yours. That's the body of Christ. Hmm. Well, let's stand up and try it together, shall we? I mean, you don't have to do it again. It's not, and it's not painful. It's easy. But if you don't mind, would you stand up with me? And again, you don't have to physically participate, but I just wish you'd try this with me. Can we just walk through it together? Uh, this should be a habit in our lives, in my opinion. I think he really meant it when he said pray like this. I actually think that we should build this into our daily lives. You know, so why don't we try it together now? So again, you don't have to physically hold your hands up, but I invite you to do so. It helps me, reminds me. But I want you to focus for the first part of our prayer together now on him. Don't make it about yourself at all. Don't make it about you and your needs and stuff. Just focus on him. Praise him. Can, can we try that together? Just say he. And just, just, just talk, talk to him. You don't have to talk out loud. You can talk in your heart. That's fine. Either way, it's great. Just make sure you do it. Engage in praising your father. Thanking him for his son. Come on, go for it. Think about his attributes. Come on, talk to him. Praise him. Come on, Lord Jesus, you're holy. Woo, you're faithful. Thank you for the gospel that's changed my life. God, thank you. Praise you. You're so worthy. Come on, talk to him. Think about his attributes. Name something that comes to your mind. You're righteous. You're holy. You're Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sidkenu. You're all these things. Hallelujah. Receive our praise, Lord. Receive our praise. Now surrender to him. A part of that he is surrendering. Say, Lord, you know, it's about your will, your kingdom. Lord, may it come.
Make it about Him. Surrender to that. Go. Lord, we want Your kingdom to come. We want it to be about You and what You want on this earth. Not what I want, Lord. It's about You. It's about You. We surrender to You. Now, if you, if you feel like you're ready, then wrap your arms around yourself. And, now, and, and, and you may not want to pray this out loud. I, I, I get that because this may be very personal. But what is that thing that's keeping you awake at night? What, who, who is it in your, that's worrying you? Come on, lay that down. Maybe it's a financial burden. Maybe it's a medical issue. Maybe it's a family member. But right now, lay it down before the Lord. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. What is it you need? Bring that to him. Now, if you've unburdened yourself, then, then, then you're ready to think about others now, aren't you? So now gently stretch out your arms. And pray for somebody besides your us. Maybe your neighbor. Maybe somebody you, you, you know from the supermarket. Pray for your pastors. Pray for the church down the street. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever God brings to your mind right now, pray for that right now. If you know someone's name, it'd be really good to call it before God. Call the name before God. Even if it's just a first name. Lord, give us a burden beyond ourselves. Help us, Lord, to pray like this. Not once, not just at a wedding or a funeral. No, no, no. Help us to pray like this every day. You're a good, good father. <laughs> hey, let's try it together. Hold your arms up and, and, and say, He... Our Father who art in heaven. Come on, say with me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now wrap your arms around yourself and say, Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. Come on. But deliver us from evil. Now, here we go. Stretch them out. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. How long? Forever. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you.